Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 86, and I'm going to read the second verse. Oh, blessed is he to whom is given the instinct that can tell that God is on the field, although he seems invisible. That God is on the field, although he seems invisible. Hymn number 86. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website 
And on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so and there you will find our readings for tonight. And the theme is, God good is the divine in man, you, me, and all. And the readings will now be given by Mishaela from Canada. The Bible, Second Peter. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and virtue to knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Matthew From that time Jesus began to preach, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, 
smear thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love your neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. It may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For if which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans do the same? Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. John Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. Philippians Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. To all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as light in the world, holding forth the word of life. Galatians For I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, Restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted 
bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Retrospection and Introspection No purer and more exalted teachings ever fell upon human ears than those contained in what is commonly known as the Sermon on the Mount. Now this name has been given it by compilers and translators of the Bible, and not by the Master himself or by the Scripture authors. Indeed, this title really indicates more the Master's mood than the material locality. Where did Jesus deliver this great lesson, or rather, this series of great lessons on humanity and divinity? On a hillside, near the sloping shores of the Lake of Galilee, where he spake primarily to his immediate disciples. In this simplicity and with such fidelity, we see Jesus ministering to the spiritual needs of all who place themselves under his care, always leading them into the divine order under the sway of his own perfect understanding. His power over others was spiritual, not corporeal. To the students whom he had chosen, his immortal teachings was the bread of life. When he was with them, a fishing boat became a sanctuary, and the solitude was peopled with holy messages from the All-Father. The grove became his classroom, and nature's horn were the Messiah's university. Science and health were key to the scriptures. The divinity of the Christ was made manifest in the humanity of Jesus. The Christ was the spirit which Jesus implied in his own statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I and my Father are one. This Christ or divinity of the man Jesus was his divine nature, the godliness which animated him. Divine truth, life and love gave Jesus authority over sin, sickness and death, 
His mission was to reveal the science of celestial being, to prove what God is and what he does for man. Our master taught no mere theory, doctrine, or belief. It was the divine principle of all real being, which he taught and practiced. His proof of Christianity was no form or system of religion and worship, but Christian science, working out the harmony of life and love. Miscellaneous Writings Jesus, as the Son of Man, was human. Christ, as the Son of God, was divine. This divinity was reaching humanity through the crucifixion of the human. That momentous demonstration of God in which spirit proved its supremacy over matter. Jesus assumed for mortals the weakness of the flesh, that spirit might be found all in all. Hence, the human cry which voiced that struggle, then the way he made for mortals escape. Our master wore the cross to show his power over death, then relinquished his earth task of teaching and demonstrating the nothingness of sickness, sin and death and rose to his native estate, man's indestructible, eternal life in God. Who remembers that patience, forgiveness, abiding faith, and affection are the symptoms by which our Father indicates the different stages of man's recovery from sin and his entrance into science? Who knows how the feeble lips are made eloquent? How hearts are inspired? How healing becomes spontaneous? And how the divine mind is understood and demonstrated? He alone knows these wonders who is departing from the thraldom of the senses and accepting spiritual truths. That which blesses its adoption by the refinement of joy and the dismissal of sorrow. Jesus' personality in the flesh, so far as material sense could discern it, was like that of other men. But science exchanges this human concept of Jesus 
for the divine ideal. His spiritual individuality that reflected the Emmanuel or God with us. This God was not outlined. He was too mighty for that. He was eternal life, infinite truth and love. The individuality is embraced in mind, therefore is forever with the Father. Hence the scripture, I am a God at hand, saith the Lord. Even while his personality was on earth and in anguish, his individual being, the Christ, was at rest in the eternal harmony. His unseen individuality, superior to that which was seen, was not subject to the temptations of the flesh, to laws material, to death or the grave. Formed and governed by God, this individuality was saved in the substance of soul, the substance of spirit, yeah, the substance of God, one inclusive good. In obedience to the divine nature, man's individuality reflects the divine law and order of being. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 315. Speak gently, it is better far to rule by love than fear. Speak gently, let no harsh word mar the good we may do here. Hymn number 315.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. Everyone is welcome here and we're so glad you all joined us tonight. Uh, we have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, many of which are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's healing and inspiring word is reaching people around the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, have found God's word, and no doubt they have found inspiration, comfort, and healing. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. Uh, we have so much material that we offer, all of which free of charge, and it comes with the love of this church, and it's all inspiring and healing. And I'd like to point out one article that we're now featuring on the English website. It was written by Martha Wilcox, and it's entitled Mary. And it's... Uh, a wonderful article, very informative and helpful and very pertinent to this time of year. And I highly recommend that we read it. Uh, join us every Sunday. Uh, we start on Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. Uh, we follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference feature of its one that's dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And many of the students do attend our Sunday school by telephone because they don't live in the area. What this means is that your child also can come to our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. So call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. We would love to welcome your child there. <clears throat> Our next Bible study is Saturday, December 17th. Uh, the study questions are already on the uh, website. So mark the date and plan on joining us at 10 o'clock in the morning, Saturday, December 17th, for a lively discussion. There's these have been very helpful and informative. We've heard so many good reports about our Bible study. So join us on December 17th. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul, Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. 
This will give everybody else a chance to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Remember, however, uh, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds your phone picks up. So we kindly ask that you be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy. I am very grateful tonight for the opportunity to be here and for all the blessings I have gained through Christian science as taught here in Plainfield. In the readings tonight, which were wonderful, Michelle, thank you, uh, we heard this from Philippians 2.14, quote, do all things without murmurings and disputings, end quote. This re verse reminded me of how when I came to this church, after being in a very low place, I said to myself, whatever they ask you to do, you will say yes. And that attitude really ended up being a saving grace for me. And though I have also had to learn how to say no at appropriate times, I see now that it is that I must do all the things that God would have me do without murmuring and, or disputing, and that if it is God asking me, I will say yes. So I'm very grateful to, my, to the teachings of this church and my practitioner for helping me to be able to tell the difference between the good that God would have me do and the pitfalls that the human mind would place in my way. To be able to now live a life of meaning is something I'm so grateful for each day. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening, dearest Plainfield Independent. A couple of weeks ago, I was working with a group of people at a leadership conference. One of the attendees, when she arrived, had an absolute racking cough. Every few minutes would be a coughing fit, and it wasn't long before others in this group started having tickly throats, and then a second person in the group started up with this same cough. I am so extremely grateful for all that we are being taught at this church because immediately I knew what to do. I started mentally affirming the scientific statement of being by Mary Baker Eddy. Each cough was a reminder to know that we are right now and immediately and forever spiritual beings and not material. There is no such thing as a material entity causing cough. So I worked on this that day and by the end of day two had seen great progress. The person who was originally coughing suddenly went quiet and the second cougher also was peaceful and the rest of the group started to calm down. I did, however, become a bit shaky myself end of day two, and symptoms of the nameless nothing seemed to attach themselves to me. I reached out to my holy practitioner at this church because I could feel my thoughts slipping, even though I had witnessed the healing of two people that day. <laughs> Here is an excerpt of the wonderful holy work sent to me by my practitioner, quote, You are radiating God's love. 
not absorbing any mortal mind beliefs. She then went on to say, I have been knowing this and will continue to know it, and no one in the audience can be mesmerized by any of Error's false shenanigans. Impossible. God's peace reigns. End quote. Well, the next day I woke up bright and strong and bounding with joy and loving God. I had zero symptoms and, of course, no nameless nothing. I continued on working with this group of leaders for the rest of the week and they were all so safe, joyous and free and no coughing from anyone. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for everything she revealed in Christian Science for showing us how to stand porter at the door of thought, for showing us how to worship God rightly and truly. Throughout my life, the material world had nothing good to offer me, but God's world in Christian science, well, it is sublime, wonderful, and his ever-presence has brought me safety, peace, joy, love, fulfillment, and amazing strength that is not my own. So tonight I am so grateful for Christian science. I am so grateful to our Lord God Almighty, to everything that Christ Jesus did for us to open the thought of mankind so that Mrs. Eddy's revelation could be understood by all those who are honestly seeking. Thank you, dearest Plainfoot Independent, for keeping Christian science holy and pure and for sharing all the accounts by our early workers who did also live this science and who got the world back on track in their lifetimes by so doing, just as we are getting the world back on track in our lifetimes here. So much love to you all, dearest Plainfield Independent. So much love to you all. We have a testimony now from Patricia in Canada. Diary, 1982. I was having a bout of self-pity during busy season at work. I felt just like a guinea pig on a treadmill going round and round nowhere. I thought back to the various healings that I'd had since coming into Christian science. Wow! I was thinking that things were going slowly, but in fact, God is really a mover and a shaker. So my ungrateful thinking changed to gratitude to God. Walking home at about 2.30 a.m., I saw a large man ahead lying flat on his back on the cement. It was early winter, no snow yet, but very cold. I knelt down and asked how I could help him. He told me that he had just had an epileptic fit. I started to pray and realized for the first time that strength isn't a personal possession, usually more present in men than in women, for example. Strength is spiritual and comes from the Almighty. Strength is omnipresent and it fills all space, all thought. Strength just is, here, always, everywhere. I asked the man if he wanted me to call an ambulance, a taxi, or a friend, or if I could help lift him up onto the bench beside us, off the cool pavement. He couldn't remember his name, 
a friend named or where he lived, so he chose moving to the bench. On the count of three, we planned to set him up and get him up onto the bench, although he was still weak. One, two, and he said three, before I managed to get a firm grip on him. He glided up onto the bench absolutely effortlessly and naturally, as though he was weightless. Astonished, he exclaimed, My, that was surprisingly easy, wasn't it? Thinking that I had moved him, but I assure you I did not. I had to just follow the movement in an attempt to catch up, and I don't see how he could have lifted himself up so very easily as he was still weak. I concluded that it was God who lifted him. We sat there silently in awe, and I was quietly praying. After a while he said he remembered his name, and where he lived, just a few blocks away, and wanted to walk home. He leaned on me as we walked along, and when we arrived, a few houses away from his home, he let go of my arm that was supporting him, so that he could walk the last part of the way alone, so not to alarm his wife that he was walking arm in arm with a woman. I pulled some Christian science literature out of my purse and offered it to him. Eagerly he accepted it, and then, with great dignity, he walked by himself slowly to his house, and I never saw him again. I thought my heart would burst with gratitude to God. That man's situation paralleled my own. When Christian science found me, I was lying on the pavement or plane of belief where life seemed like cold, cruel reality, and I was convulsed by that sense. Christian science set me upright on my feet and has been leading me home to the consciousness that I dwell in spirit, not in matter. And now in the Plainfield Church, life no longer feels treadmill. Rather, it's exhilarating with holy purpose. Good evening. Thank you. Shardell. Hello and good evening. My gratitude is for a quick healing I had the other day. Upon waking up, upon waking up one morning, my neck hurt and there was some swelling. I worked myself, but the discomfort worsened, so I decided to contact my practitioner. Shortly, the pain started to decrease, and my neck stopped turning. What a blessing and comfort to have our practitioners who help us and heal us. I have the watch notes from the Plainfield Christian Science Church, and the second paragraph is titled, Practitioners and Church Officers. It starts out, quote, They are God's anointed doing God's work with love and selflessness. These protect the practitioners and God's officers and is abundantly rewarding. God supports their every effort and brings into completion for his glory and accomplishing his purpose." It is a wonderful watch that includes church and world and the last sentence of the final paragraph reads, God's plan for all his children is complete and is accomplished now. And I say, 
Thank you, practitioners, and our church officers. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. Today, tonight I'd like to express my gratitude for a healing of a return of old, old symptoms of severe allergies in the fall when leaves would pile up. Many years ago when I first came to Plainfield, I worked with my practitioner here and these symptoms had lifted and I had no problem year after year. Uh, and for several years before I had come to uh, Plainfield, I had tried medicine, which of course does nothing and makes you miserable. And it was such a beautiful healing that I was grateful for. But recently I found myself walking around a bunch of trucks collecting piles of leaves for several days. I did not defend my thoughts and found that a sudden severe old symptoms tried to return. The turnaround in the healing was while I was talking to my practitioner and she emphatically said, God's little leaves hurt you? And the way she said it and the, and the love that she had just for God and his nature and his creation just re really reached my heart. And it did seem very silly that a little leaf could hurt you that God made for us. Uh, it reminded me also of a, one of my favorite quotes, Mrs. Eddie writes, quote, every leaf of every tree declares perpetually that God is love, end quote. And that's from the Blue Book on page 234. He was also reminding me to stop seeing myself as a weak, wounded person, but as a sturdy, strong individual God made. I was given an assignment to stop seeing myself as separate from God, a personal sense of myself, a personality, and that I could suffer from anything in God's creation. And this was something I needed to do during the holidays, the bloody holidays, uh, thinking about myself as a human personality rather than a divine idea of God's creation, pure and perfect. And I was so grateful to be learning this lesson during this time, and that learning that I was formed for his glory, and uh, to take the old man and leave it behind and kick this false sense out of my thought. I'm so grateful for the work of the practitioner and this quick healing, and also grateful for the kind, prayerful, compassion support from the members during this time. Very grateful to be here tonight and to be part of this church. Thank you. Thank you. Kari from Arkansas, go ahead. Good evening. I'm so grateful for all the services at Plainfield. Uh, I really enjoy the Sunday service. That's my favorite day of the week. Um, I've been very inspired by other testifiers to keep a gratitude journal. And I've started doing that. 
I have about 40 minutes in the morning before I go to work to um, pray and know the truth about the day ahead. Here's something I wrote in my gratitude journal recently. I'm very grateful for Plainfield Independent Church. I grew up in Christian science, and I appreciate and relate to the honest, candid testimonies of others who also grew up in Christian science. While at Plainfield, I have learned more about God's messages in the Bible. I continue to get better at applying what I've learned all day, every day. There's ample opportunity to apply the truth in my home, at work, driving my car, political and current events, and of course, um, health and harmony. Also on this page of gratitude, of my gratitude journal, I wrote down a very short part of a poem from a December 1932 journal by Peter J. Henniker Heaton, and I believe the title of the poem is Gabriel, and it says, quote, The voice of heavenly love that knows no struggling child of earth, but only man divine. Son, thou art ever with me, and all I have is thine. I'm very grateful for everything that Plainfield has. I'm very grateful for the services, the organist, the soloist, the website, the practitioners, and all of those that that make these services available to the world. So thank you very, very much. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the very beautiful readings tonight, the beautiful music, and the very inspiring testimonies. I wanted to express my gratitude for all that I'm learning here in Plainfield and for my practitioners' steadfast support and instruction to turn to God in all that I do. And I am learning that it doesn't matter how big or how small a task that is set before me to always acknowledge that it is the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the work. And that's from John 14. Last week, I had the opportunity to have a beautiful demonstration of this truth while praying with this statement. I was given the task of peeling and preparing 10 pounds of potatoes. And I know that this might seem a small thing, but for me, in the past, peeling potatoes even in a small amount would cause me to have discomfort and pain in my fingers and wrists. This year, before starting this, I turned to God and thanked Him for His ever-present help, acknowledging that it was He who doeth the work, and that all that I do 
I do through him. As I started peeling the potatoes, I couldn't believe how quickly and how easily I was able to accomplish this and how quickly and easily I was able to cook and prepare them and in much less time than it usually took me to do this. But the most beautiful thing was that it felt like I hadn't done anything. And for the first time in many years of peeling potatoes, I didn't even have a moment of discomfort. I felt so joyful and grateful to God for this beautiful demonstration. And I am so grateful for Christian science and being taught here how to apply this science in everything that we do, big or small. God is always right there seeing us through it all. I am so grateful to God and grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Thank you, Ms. Sheila, for those fine readings on the divinity, which is God, that is within each one of us. It uh, reminds me a little bit of an article that I read many years ago that I um, really got a lot out of. And it's an article by Clarence Chadwick in a 1905 journal. And there's a statement in that article that I wrote down and uh, so that I would never forget it. And the statement from that article says, We can truly welcome the failures of all false systems to bring health and harmony to earth. For these very failures can teach but one lesson, and that is that the only real help comes from God. Well, we have witnessed many, many failures of human systems, our financial systems, our government systems, our other systems that are created by human invention that fail to bring health and harmony to mankind. And in each of these cases, the failure really as you brought out so well in the readings, the failure is really a failure to obey God's law, a failure to acknowledge the divinity that governs each one of us, or that we should allow to govern each one of us. Well, the Bible's full of statements of what we should do, and I'm grateful to Christ Jesus for giving us the Sermon on the Mount, which, as Mrs. Eddy says, if, if we only obeyed that, we wouldn't need human government <laughs> or human rules or human systems. Human government can't fix these failures. In fact, in most cases, Human government is the cause of the failure. Only obedience to God's law can fix these failures that we see around us. And that is something that each one of us must do individually. 
The solution is not to replace one failed human system with another human system. The solution is not to forego our individual freedoms and let somebody else tell us what to do. Those are not the solution. I'm very grateful to Mrs. Eddy for showing us what the divinity of Christ Jesus really is and how it applies to each one of us and how in obedience to that divinity we can solve any and every problem not only for ourselves but for all mankind. I'm so grateful for Christian Science, so grateful to be a member of this church, so happy to be with you all tonight. Thank you. And this is Bruce. And um, I've received many blessings here at the Plainfield Church. And when reading my, the lesson this week, it reminds me of one of them. And it says in the responsive reading here, referencing the Christ, it says, He shall not fail nor be discouraged. And it seemed like before finding Plainfield, failure and discouragement was like something I was in a constant battle with. But I remember the time, a number of years ago, when we had a class here, there was uh, an example stated that taught a great lesson. And the example was of a group of scientists that were working on perfecting a rocket launch. And they were working on it in a way that they would put together as best they knew, send off the rocket, and watch what it did, and then see what needed to be improved and to fix it. And the point being was that the scientists were so joyous and enthusiastic about something that needed to be fixed and improved. And apparently, there was like close to 200 rocket launches, and every time joyously and enthusiastically they looked at what needed to be fixed and tackled the problem. And finally, when the last one went off and there was nothing to improve, they were actually quite bored and looking for another project to fix. That taught me an enormous lesson. Yeah, I do things every day and I could learn to do them better. But if I let that get to me and think of it as a failure, it would be very discouraging. And that was pretty much a story of my life before I find the Plainfield Church. But that lesson about the rocket <laughs> the scientists taught me a lesson. It learned me, it taught me how to love life. And if I'm doing the best I can and it still needs improvement, well, I should still love life and joyously and enthusiastically make it better, step by step, day by day. Well, that pretty much wipes out discouragement altogether. And, of course, that is not God's plan for anyone to be suffering with discouragement. So I'm so thankful for Christian science to learn about God, who is good, and myself as his humble, obedient servant, his child, because it uh, improved my life immensely, gave me more joy, better health, and now I can say, I just love life. 
Whatever it brings, I just love life. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Meshahila, for the precious, important message for all of us. To find who we are as we understand who God is, is the most important, freeing gift one can have and live. We learn through Christian science that God is life. He is our life. He lives in us. And, li and life, therefore, is eternal. We go on. I am thankful to God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and all who have helped and are helping man to know who we are in truth. I thank God for all the testimonies. I'm grateful to be here tonight and happy to hear how the truth is helping so many. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Mary. Good evening, everyone. Lots to read tonight. First is a short note from Illinois. Dear Church of Love, established in principle, thanks for all the light you show, your showers of compassion, infinite light. Thank you. And then someone new from Virginia. Um, I often find myself going to the programs recorded on the Plainfield Christian Science Church website or from YouTube. Uh, one such program recorded is Death Overcome, as recounted by Big Dal Young. Another one is Place, attributed to Mrs. Eddy. The pre presentations of these audios are, are very engaging and easy to listen to. I also find valuable the daily duty section of your website. I read that every morning, and it sets my mind straight for the day. Thank you for all you are doing for the cause of Christian science. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, most sincerely. And then this from California. <laughs> Dear Plainfielders, I just love Philip Keller's little book, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. I highly recommend it to everyone. The 23rd Psalm is just as important as the 91st. Since the Plainfield Church discussed this little book at a round table a while ago, I bought a copy and spent a couple of months slowly absorbing each thought on each page until it became part of me. It truly has brought me a great and necessary comfort, to say the least. Since the studying of it, it continues to increase my sense of God's presence in all life and has increased my trust in his promises. This is chasing away the recent gloom brought on by a very scary, serious human problem I seem to be going through. I am so comforted by the complete love and care of our Good Shepherd right now, challenging as this may be. I do acknowledge it as great spiritual growth. Then last week, amazingly, I found myself actually in the loving care of an actual shepherd who, is a wonder, who has a wonderful and idyllic small sheep farm nearby. Hello. <laughs> I know this is God's very gracious assurance to me of his complete love for his creation. So I do know I have nothing to fear. God's got, God has, has it covered. 
And now I open this week's Bible lesson, which was from a couple of weeks ago, and voila, the responsive reading on the first page is the 23rd Psalm. This is as if God has spoken audible words in my living room. Wow. I really do know all is very, very well. Thank God and thank Plainfield. Very sincerely. And then this is from Georgia. The articles and lessons on the Plainfield website have been very helpful in strengthening my thought and keeping me awake and alert to the truth of man's inseparability from God. And that God is the only mind guarding, guiding, and governing all in every situation, no matter where we are, who is involved, what the material picture is presenting, or what is being said about it. Thank you all. And I'm not sure this is, I think, again, someone new. I'm not sure it's an email where he's from. I sent a generous contribution. Thank you so much for all that you do. I had bought Era's ugly lie of lack and limitation and was financially worried and dependent on material substance. With you, your guys' help, I was able to meet up, I was able to meet up with a sword of truth and God told me to immediately go into the demonstration of abundance, to rely on true substance and all, all will work out. So I was already very worried and very low on funds, and God told me to make a large donation. I've been trained to trust this intuition, and not only was an instantly free from worry and fear, but I was also given all the money that I need. Thank you, Plainfield. And then South Dakota. Thank you to all the dear workers at Plainfield Christian Science Independent for all the work you do, Bible lessons, Wednesday night readings, roundtable presentation and preparation, website maintenance, preparing the Love is the Liberator magazine, and more. You are powerful and appreciated. Thank you, too, for the practitioners. Another one from Virginia. Dear fellow members, I'm continually grateful for the teaching and blessings that go out to the whole world from this church. I have a note clipped to my Bible lesson pages which says, Redemption continues till every man is brought into the kingdom. I'm not sure where that came from, but in part of one of our watch messages from Miscellany by Mary Baker Eddy, it says, our supreme God hath ordained the way of salvation of all men from all evil. And included in another watch it says, The Christ is an active Savior at hand for all mankind. And that's from Zone to Zone by Juliet Johnston. The power, strength, and mercy these ideas convey open the door to redeem and bless all mankind with grateful expectancy. We envision the oneness of God and man. With thanks and love. And then just one more testimony from California. <clears throat> I used to think that I needed to learn other languages in order to communicate with others who were non-English speaking. I have a friend who speaks five different languages and uses three of them regularly. I marvel at the ease in which her thoughts express themselves in Dutch, Chinese, and English. 
However, I recently came upon a statement by Henry Drummond in the May 1925 journal, which caused an aha moment on the subject of language. And he wrote The Greatest Thing in the World. Henry Drummond did. And this is the quote. You can take nothing greater to the heathen world than the impress and reflection of the love of God upon your own character. That is the universal language. It will take you years to speak in Chinese or in the dialects of India. From the day you land, that language of love, understood by all, will be pouring forth its unconscious eloquence. It is the man who is the missionary. It is not his words. His character is his message. And that's the end of the quote. At the moment of reading this, I saw how I had been accepting the worldview of limited ability to communicate through words and not seeing the spiritual view of one language, one love in operation through me. I'm so grateful for this revelation. It is just one of the many changes in my thinking that I have noticed since finding the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It's precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. It's from Isaiah. This is what is at work, helping me to replace old false teachings with that which is true. I am grateful for this church, its practitioners, its members, and all that we learn because we are here. Loads of love to you all. So thank you. Those were beautiful readings. So wonderful to hear the Sermon on the Mount and to think about what our true divinity is. So many beautiful statements of truth. I'm so grateful to be with you all to hear the the beautiful readings, the beautiful music, and your heartfelt testimonies. And everyone have a good evening. Much love to you all. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 384. When God is seen with men to dwell, and all creation makes anew, what tongue can half the wonders tell, what eye the dazzling glories view? Hymn number 384.